I'm Tyrus. I'm Liz Clayman. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, September 9th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. A new king in England takes the world stage as the world says goodbye to a monarch who came to define both strength and humility. Someone who, regardless of how you feel about royalty in general, was someone who really was a representation of tradition. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. It is hard to think of the world without Queen Elizabeth II. She was, at the time of her death, the world's longest-serving monarch, but she also came to be the personification of British history and culture and influence, and perhaps of Western civilization as a whole. She not only reigned on the throne of the UK, but of 14 other countries and their territories. Most Americans know we rejected the English crown, but our neighbors in Canada still called Elizabeth their queen, as did Belize and many nations of the Caribbean. She was, of course, also a wife and a mother and a grandmother, and more recently a great-grandmother. Her eldest son is now King Charles III, and he spoke publicly for the first time as the new monarch. Thank you for your love and devotion to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. The new king will have a big task ahead. He's being called on to both preserve and modernize the monarchy. There are so many people who are fierce royalists and others who might not even support the royal family, but they did support the queen and they were thankful for all of the years of service. Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan is in London. She speaks with us from outside Buckingham Palace, where the new king greeted his subjects. But also just in awe of a woman who not only lived through so many changes throughout the world, but also reigned throughout many of them and having met with 15 prime ministers and sitting down with them to talk about world affairs every single week and traveling all over the world, meeting some of the most influential people, meeting 13 of the last 14 presidents. It is something to be amazed by how so few people will ever have a life that has been filled with so many historic milestones. So this really is just that. This is this historic moment now. I'm standing looking at Buckingham Palace. It's Thousands of people are coming in and out because people want to be a part of this moment. They want to be here when they look back on where they were after the Queen died. They want to be here in their memories, remembering this person who was a pillar of the monarchy, a pillar of of tradition in England, and someone who, regardless of how you feel about royalty in general, was someone who really was a representation of tradition. She was a a representation of, of tradition, I think, of history, but she 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 reigned for 70 years, but she notably did not rule for 70 years. And she was perhaps the first the, the, the most prominent person to point that out. She was very much a believer in the constitutional monarchy. She she believed in, in democracy in republicanism which is a very different thing for someone who has a 
uh, a right in the word, if you if that's the right word, uh, of of ruling a nation, of of once ruling an empire, even. Uh, and and that I think that I think set a tone worldwide because without that, I think other royalties around the world would not have been so quick to cede power to legislative bodies and the like, whether it's in the Middle East or whether it's in in Asia and the like. She has so many incredible quotes and so many incredible speeches that she's given over the last seven years. I was listening back to some of them. We're actually seeing a convoy of cars leaving right now. You might be able to hear some of this in the background. I'm just seeing the king now passing with the queen, waving goodbye to people. Um, Again, this is the first time that the king has left Buckingham Palace and come to Buckingham Palace under that new title. So it's quite a remarkable change. But to get back to what you were just saying, yes, but Queen Elizabeth II gave so many influential speeches. And one that struck me this morning when I was listening back to things that she'd said over the years was the importance, in her words, of standing up to even the most minor forms of corruption. So to hear someone of royal descent speaking of the importance, regardless of where you live, of your title, of your rank, to stand up to corruption and the importance that that creates and the importance of being kind and being good. Having someone who was this historical figure preach those kinds of, of morality importances, that does make an enormous impact. So I'm sure in the years ahead, we will continue to look back on some of the things that she said. It is a tremendous loss for people who loved her so dearly. She was this beloved beloved pillar of of um, royalty here, but also just a kind woman. Anyone who I've met that says that they met the queen said she was just a, a lovely person. Even though she came from so much, she seemed down to earth in, in talking to people with so much kindness. So there's so much tradition that will take place over the next week or two to celebrate her incredible life. And as you mentioned, the king is there. And we have not heard those words, you know, with regard to uh, the United Kingdom for 70 years, the king. And uh, for so many years, we refer to him as the prince, the prince of Wales. But he is now the king. And after uh, so much hand-wringing and questioning, uh, his wife, Camilla, will certainly now be called queen, not queen regnant, but queen consort but still gets that title that so many people wondered would she, would she get or questioned if she should get that title and the like. But but here they are. The royal family moves on. Uh, his uh, eldest son will, will, I guess, be called the Prince of Wales going forward. Uh, and uh, and the tradition continues. The monarchy continues. But how does the monarchy continue it? It needs to evolve. It, it's evolved certainly plenty under the Queen. But um, what what do the the British want going forward from their monarchy, do you think? Well, I think it's it's a mix. There's, of course, the royalists who love the tradition. They love seeing this family that is of nobility that they can look up to. There's another half of society that wants to be more connected with the growing age of social media where everyone seems so connected and everything is so personal that people want to know a little bit more about the royal family. So there is that push to learn more about them, to open up the gates and to have, at least virtually speaking, and for there to be more intimacy in that way. Um, Right now, again, you can just hear the crowds of people that are around me. Um, So many people have come out here because it does 
matter to them and they do want to have more of a relationship with the royal family or just be able to have a glimpse into into that life. So I imagine from conversations I've had with people that there is more than anything a desire for a more modernization of of the royal family. One thing that the Queen always talked about is that it was important to have a focus on the institution and not on an individual. So I think there is, of course, the need for the monarchy to remain this this institution um, that is not seen as as what could be deteriorated to maybe just um, a vision of being celebrities, and that's not what the royal family would ever try to lean towards. But I think there's definitely the desire for people to to know a little bit more about the people that they see um, just when they're driving away in their cars, like we just saw the king and the queen drive away for the first time. We are speaking with Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan, who is in London, and she is just outside Buckingham Palace. Here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more with Alex straight ahead. It's also, uh, with the loss of the Queen, it's also a time of transition for British government. There's a new prime minister elected. Uh, and normally when a prime minister is elected uh, by the uh, by the parliament, the very first thing that prime minister must do is go to the monarch and ask permission to form the government in the monarch's name. It's a totally different system from what we hear, we do here in the United States. This new prime minister barely got that chance, it seems like. So uh, what what happens uh, for the uh, uh, for someone like uh, Liz Truss, who's the, now going to be uh, uh, the prime minister, I believe the third female prime minister uh, of the United Kingdom? Uh what what did what role do they have here in in shepherding this because they're they're very much a part of this as well they are so there's a lot of different things that have to happen based on tradition so when a monarch dies the child so in this case the eldest son immediately becomes king prince charles is now king charles III, and before anything else happens the prime minister will come out and give a speech just like what we saw Liz Truss do. And then the day after and the days to follow, it's important for some of the higher-ups, the royal family, as well as members of the government, including the prime minister, to meet for the ascension of the new monarch. And that is what happened. Liz Truss came to Buckingham Palace today and met with the new king. This is an incredibly important moment to solidify the changing of, of the next person sitting on the throne. The coronation, that will not take place for a little while, but the prime minister's role definitely helps move this in the right direction and ensure that there is that seamless transition of power to the next person in line. And so while the, the, the prime minister takes care of political things, uh, the, uh, uh, the monarch often does deal with world events and Perhaps one of the biggest world events is something you've been covering, and that is uh, Russia's war in, on Ukraine. Uh, the United Kingdom has been quite supportive of the Ukrainians. Uh, there's now a new prime minister, although of the same party as the previous prime minister, uh, and there is a new monarch. So do you think there might be a change in attitude or devotion or dedication uh, to uh, Ukraine's cause uh, with a, a new government and a new monarch? Or is this something that uh, uh, the British leadership and the British people uh, want to see uh, uh, carried on through this transition? Well, this is something that Ukrainians are definitely waiting to see. I was just in Ukraine yesterday, and I was having that conversation a lot within the last week of Ukrainians worried and, and wondering what this 
change of a new prime minister in England will mean for them, given the fact that they did have such a close relationship with Boris Johnson, and they felt very supported by him. And I do have to uh, explain people in Ukraine love Boris Johnson. His face is is pictured uh, in gift shops uh, and restaurants because of the amount of support that he gave. And also coming to Ukraine during the time of war, it really was that sense of solidarity felt across the board. So a lot of people now in Ukraine tell me that they're questioning what this new uh, administration will be like for them. While they expect that there will be support, there's, of course, the fear that there might not be as as much military aid or even just sense of solidarity in terms of of calls for demilitarization or de-escalation. And having that has been so crucial to them. So it is a wait and see type of approach. And people are hoping there, at least, that they'll have the same sense of solidarity. Alex Hogan, Fox News correspondent in London, outside Buckingham Palace. Thank you so much for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 